Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and I have two lovely ladies of the Monorail family across the table from me, starting with the younger. A gasket full of caskets. Uh, no, wait, I what? said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what a gasket is. <laughs> um, <laughs> you are so ridiculous. I meant... A casket full of gaskets, yeah. but I do not know what a gasket is. You don't get a take two. This is Too a, bad. This is a one-take show. Sucks for me. <laughs> what is a gasket? Um, a gasket is a thing. Great. It's Isn't it like a rubber... Um, yes. It's like a... What, what would you call it? A gasket is a rubber seal that you use on like hoses and stuff when you're connecting hoses. What? Isn't that what a gasket what? is? I well, just... let's embarrass ourselves by letting everyone know we don't know what gaskets are. Okay. Uh, but you're correct. It is the rubber seal. For a, for like a hose, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. there you go. Okay. Well, not necessarily a hose. You could put it in between. But, like, it, but I think they're typically... Where screws go into something. No, no, no. That's... If you need like... Oh, that's a washer. That's a washer. You're, I think gaskets are specifically for water or liquid flow. But oh. anyway, yeah. um, who are you talking? You haven't even been introduced yet. Who are you? I need no introduction. Oh, fine. I'm Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail is here. And today, we have no chicken nugget, but we do have a very special guest in his place. And I want to waste no time. This is a friend of ours from, well, she's just a friend now. She I'm not. Was, she's not a friend from social media. This is a friend of ours. Yeah, she was my best friend before she ever met me or even knew who <laughs> we were. But... <laughs> She's been kind of part of the Monorail family since the very beginning, like an early supporter of the show. She taught us what school bread was. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's true. Because we didn't know what it was. By the way, I, I now started passing that up and I go for those creamless. <laughs> she told us about Ample Hills where you can get the ice cream flights. Oh my gosh, you're going to talk forever. Just Yeah, I thought you didn't her. want I'm her to be her wedding build anymore. Up. I'm giving her the introduction she deserves. Because this is her first podcast appearance ever, and she chose to do it here on the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. We should feel honored, and we are honored by our special guest. You know her as WDW Minibar on Twitter. It's Allison. Allison, welcome to the Monorail. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm so glad to be an honorary Monorail member. Of course. And you can just refer to me as Allison Monorail from now on. Oh. Yes. Oh, wow. One hundo. You are in the fam. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Allison Monorail has joined the show. We're so happy to have you, and we're very excited to bring you in on a week of epic Disney news. I feel like there's so much to talk about. But the first thing I want to do is talk about Allison. Yes. Because she's more important than any of that Disney news. Yes. So, Allison, I think you were, like, 
probably a pillar of the Diz Twitter community before we ever even imagined starting this show. So, <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about your Disney history. I mean, you are in the parks like every weekend. Like you're down here all the time and you don't even live here. It's amazing. And so I know that you've got like a passion for it, particularly maybe one of the parks in particular, but I know that you've probably been grown, like grown up with it. So, so just tell us a little bit about like what, where does your passion for Disney come from and what was your development like growing up as a Disney fan? So my first trip was in 2000 mm-hmm. um, with my family. I was eight. <laughs> I remember Epcot going to Epcot and I had the huge like 2000 on the top of Spaceship Earth. Oh, yeah. I remember and that. And I, I think my love just developed then. I've always loved Cinderella. Yeah. So, I mean, my parents have always called me a princess. My husband says I'm a princess. <laughs> so <laughs> Nice. Yeah. She just made me feel really that. old just now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were eight years older than me. That that's all? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Allison, you'd, you'd kind of developed this, I guess it's like a Diz Twitter persona um, around this WDW minibar handle that you use. And... I think you've got like a you've got like a hashtag for every day of the week that could be some something Disney themed. When did you join Twitter? Um, I had like a personal account forever ago, and then okay. I was like, you know what? I have a passion for Disney, so I'm just gonna turn it into that. And then I was like, well, I like drinking at Disney, so <laughs> let's just go with the mini bar theme. <laughs> I like it. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I know she likes drinking at Disney because I've been there with her. <laughs> yeah, we like to do our limoncello shots. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're like, what can we get next as we're walking around? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Allison knows how's it, how it's done. Yeah. She knows all of the great spots to get your drinks as you walk around World Showcase. And I mentioned it earlier. I said, you. I think you have an affinity for a specific park. Would you say Epcot is your favorite? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So... Let me ask you this question. How are you taking the Epcot transformation? Um, at first it hurt. Yeah. But I'm excited to see what they do with it. And my parents were there a few weeks ago sending me pictures and just all the walls are so sad. Yeah, it is. It's so. crazy. Like tr- trying to walk around, especially like right in the main hub, uh, crossing under Spaceship Earth and everything. It's a lot of... It's just construction. It's walls everywhere. And, yeah. and like, if you try to walk around where, I don't even want to say it because it'll bring a tear to my eye, but the, the Fountain of Nations was, <laughs> and you look over and you look to where, like, the, the Fountain View Cafe was, like, all that, it's just gone now. It's totally gone. And it's very bizarre looking. I think um, the mouse gear being moved to that little small area kind of bums me yeah. out. Because that's one of my favorite places to shop, you know? Yeah, mine too. <laughs> I wish I would stop myself sometimes, but I can't help it. <laughs> but it's it's tiny right yeah. now. It's a small place. Yeah, I'm nervous to go next week because I'm scared I'm going to just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. Maybe you should go in, if you can, just go in through the International Gateway and don't even go to Future World. Because <laughs> you'll be fine if you do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it feels normal back there. <laughs> yeah. Everything's still kind of happy, like the happy World Showcase bubble, because even though Illuminations is gone, we've still got the torches, and you can pretend. Yeah. You know? 
Uh, I'm just mentioning all kinds of sore subjects tonight. Yeah, yeah you're just really hitting hard. <laughs> <laughs> you have to let me know um, when you go, and I'll meet you there and be your emotional support. So Okay. <laughs> I'll need it. <laughs> so, I'll be like, move over, John. I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> emotional support, Sam. Yeah, I'll be hurt. You can wear a vest. I was going to say, their support. <laughs> do not pet. <laughs> <laughs> But do buy drinks. Yes. And snack credits. <laughs> I'll take those. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. We now know that Spaceship Earth's refurbishment is is coming. We knew it was coming, but now we have a date for the closure. How do you feel about that refurbishment? Does it make you feel nervous? A little, but I'm excited to see what they do with it. That picture they posted of Egypt looked really cool. It does. So, I know that they'll make the rest of it look just as cool. Yeah. I hope so. I'm trying. I said on the live show, I'm not going to say worried anymore. I'm just going to say, I just don't know. And I, (laughs) I don't even know how to phrase it. I need to stop saying I'm worried. worried I'm angry. How dare they? Well, I'm mad. I don't want it to change. I think regardless of what happens, it's going to be down for two years. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm going tomorrow, but tomorrow in the sense that it's Friday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> gotcha because the Thank podcast you. comes out on monday I, I, yeah that's true i'm not so I sad know you don't care it's not that i don't care i mean they need something in there but i'd be fine with whatever they put in there mm-hmm. like Muppets. whatever like they could gut it and you'd be fine you'd no be- i mean they're gonna make it a ride no i know that but i mean like it, it, what i'm saying is it could be a whole different ride. Sure. And you would be fine? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-mm. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I'm in pain. This is why I'm like, I'm the Disney villain, I think. <laughs> You're the villain of this show. Uh, apparently. Embracing your inner Maleficent. Uh, I mean, where else am I going to see Michelangelo taking a nap? <laughs> exactly. True. <laughs> We should have known that the closure was imminent when they decided to stop fixing Michelangelo. Yeah. <laughs> he's He's been on break for a couple months now. That guy. When's he ever going to finish that Sistine Chapel? Hey, gosh, you leave gosh, him alone. <laughs> anyway, Allison, so you've got the social media game. You've got the, you know, the, the, the Twitter that you are, like I said, your, your fame on Diz Twitter is um, epic. What else have you got going on in in terms of your Disney activities? Well, I am a travel agent, so if you need any trips booked, I'm your girl. Um, I love Disney, so, I mean, I'll hook you up. (laughs) (laughs) Make you spend most of your time at Epcot listening to British Revolution. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's usually what we end up doing. (laughs) Have you ever considered blogging? Because I could really use a blogger on our website. (laughs) (laughs) I've thought about it and I have the time, but I just haven't like fully committed. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to, I might be interested. If you'd like to, you could earn that Allison Monorail title. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We'll pay you with a title that you could take on your own without us, anyways. (laughs) She would have it anyway. I wouldn't take it away from her. Yeah. I do have a couple of fun questions I wanted to ask Allison that I wrote um, one night when I was feeling inspired. (laughs) And so, yeah. 
Let's see which one I want to go with. I need to make like a randomizer so I could click a button and it would Should just... Should I feel jealous? You lay around thinking of what you're going to ask Allison That's all right. the time? That's right. Just all the time. I'm like, what could I ask Allison? Here's <laughs> one. John? I'm going to tell him. <laughs> Here we go. What is your go-to Disney snack or dessert? Um, Either a Dole Whip. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> or the cheeseburger spring rolls. Ooh. Yeah. Or a croque glace in the France Pavilion. Well, that's easy for you to say. I've never had that. <laughs> is that where the bakery is, where we went? It's the little ice cream shop outside. Okay. But it's like a scoop of ice cream of your choice inside like a brioche bun. Oh. And they toast it. Oh. <laughs> Why are we not? It is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty darn good. Oh, my good. God. Yeah. We learn all kinds of good I know. tips from Allison. All right. What is something you've never done at Walt Disney World that it seems like everyone else has done? Um, Up until a few months ago, it was Country Bear Jamboree. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a pretty good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but now I feel like it's the behind the scenes tour. And okay. every visit, I'm like, I'm going to do it this time. And then we just run out of time. So, Yeah. Justin wants to do that. I, do. I like want a big thing. Do that. And apparently McKenna wants to do that. <laughs> Gosh. L- living, if I go to Epcot, I go to the Living with the Land and get a crème brûlée after. A crème brûlée. Can crème we make fun brûlée. of McKenna? She said something wrong. Can we oh, please man. all point and laugh? What is it? Crim? I'm crème. from Tennessee. A crème brûlée. <laughs> I try my best, but I still have a little bit of twang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Allison has an accent, too, so we have to watch out for her mispronunciation. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think but you're you're lucky I'm not drinking, because it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same here. <laughs> okay, here's some softballs. What's your favorite ride in any Disney park? Ooh. That's a softball? Yeah. Either Tower of Terror or Living with the Land. Yes, Tower of Terror. I mean, living with the land's good too. When it Don't has lie. the Christmas layover. Don't lie. I like it layover. when it has the Christmas layover. Otherwise, layover. I think it's just boring. The Christmas layover. That's what happens when Is you fly through Atlanta and you have on to- lay. <laughs> what do you overlay? Call it? Overlay. <laughs> That's what it was. Layover. Overlay. On lay. Shut up. When you're traveling for the holidays See? and you get stuck in Dallas, that's your Christmas layover right there. Well, um, that's what happens in living with the land. You get stuck there. Well. I don't know if anybody had a chance to listen to the live show, but we found out that apparently my mom and dad's favorite ride is the Tower of Terror, uh, they which would, was a shock to me. They couldn't even get on it. <laughs> they would die once it dropped. <laughs> Your mom would pass out. Her equilibrium would be thrown so fast. She'd well, be like, I can't do it. They love it, and it's their favorite ride at Epcot, I guess. I don't know, because the question I asked was, what was your favorite ride at Epcot? <laughs> Tower of Terror. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was when I told them the animals weren't at Epcot, okay. so they had to come up with something else. <laughs> oh, they're a little crazy. I promise. They took me there a bunch of times growing up. I don't know what animals they were seeing in Epcot, but... Yeah. They, they definitely saw some. Okay. One more. What's your least favorite ride in any Disney park? Probably the Astro Orbiter. Oh. Just because it scares me. Like, every time I get off, I feel motion sick, so... (laughs) I get that. My only argument for the Astro Orbiter is it has the views that some of the other spinners don't. So, like, 
Yeah, it's too high. Dumbo and Aladdin, the magic carpets of Aladdin are just, I mean, and on the magic carpets of Aladdin, you could get spit on. So who wants to do that? My, uh, my defense for uh, the Astro Orbiter is it's fun. (laughs) Um, Because you're really tall and you're going really fast. Yeah, but it definitely could give you that like motion sickness, the nausea for sure. Um, you got to pick like a point in the distance and just kind of <laughs> <laughs> try not to focus on the spinning. But I feel like like if you could time it right, that would be a great ride to be on when the Happily Ever After was going. Yeah. But if I cool. had to choose whether I was going to have to ride Astro Orbiter or go through the Carousel of Progress, I think I'd ride the Astro Orbiter and just be nauseous. It makes me nauseous that you say things like that. <laughs> it's hurtful. Uh, Very good. You survived the lightning round. Congratulations. <laughs> we got to move on. There's a couple pieces of notes. Oh, by the way, this is episode 97 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. I we did it. We introduced the episode. 97. And uh, yeah, today is March the 2nd. Welcome to March, everybody. We are marching forth. And uh, oh my gosh, yeah, we're marching into a new era of the Walt Disney Company because just this past week, sudden sudden announcement. What a smooth transition! (laughs) The step down of Bob Iger as the CEO of the Walt Disney Company and the promotion of our new CEO and overlord, Egg Boy Bob Chapik. Here's the thing. If you remember back when they initiated the conversations to take over 20th Century Fox, in the articles at the time, they actually mentioned that Bob Iger was kind of looking for his opportunity to retire, but he felt like he couldn't do it during the acquisition of 20th Century Fox. Now, I don't know why now seemed like a good time, because I think they're—I feel like they're right in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, he just wants to go be an old man. That's all. I don't think he... Some people thought he might... He's just, not that old. No, he's not super old, but he's got enough money. But some people thought he might be like trying to run for president or something, but he said he's not doing that either, so... Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that... Ugh, God. Well, we've got enough... We got, a, we got enough mules in that race right now. No so. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what do you um, think, Allison? Why is he leaving? I don't know. I heard health... Not health reasons for him, but the health of all the Disney parks and mm. with the coronavirus and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they had to shut down um, some international Disney parks, which... Yeah, I think all of the ones in Japan are shut down. Yeah, oh, pretty man. unprecedented. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah for sure. The the China, I think, um, I think Shanghai shut down. Yeah, I'm sure um, it is. Yeah. I would I would question why people blame him for having to shut down the international parks. Like he didn't. I don't know. That's weird. But I guess that hasn't happened in the past that they've had to shut them down. And I, I know they're losing revenue, but yeah, I don't know. Um, do you have any thoughts on the new CEO, Mister Chapik? I don't. I I don't keep up with them to know anything. Just what I see on Twitter. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well. I've said plenty, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say much more about it right now. Like I said, I'm not saying worried anymore. It'll be fine. It's all gonna be fine. Here here's what I don't like. When you are a fan of something and when you're passionate about something, you should be allowed to complain about it. And so I don't like when people are like, Hey, if if you don't like who the new CEO is, then don't get tickets and don't go to the parks anymore and and burn your house down. 
people are allowed to be upset about stuff. I know. And so, like, it frustrates me when that kind of stuff gets kicked yeah. around. Yeah, people are ridiculous. And if anybody threatens Figment, then they're on my watch list. Yeah, no kidding. I love Figment. Yeah. And little dude, he's wearing a sweater. <laughs> pretty good. I mean, who else wears a sweater? No one. No one wears a sweater. You're okay. right. Only Figment. <laughs> Only Figment. Well... No one rocks a, f- a sweater quite like Figment. He's CEO of wearing a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a dork. In other news, because the world's on fire, today, today, a boat on the Jungle Cruise sank. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, global warming. What? Yeah, How? because it's only supposed to be like two feet of water and and it's on a track. So how does the boat sink? Global warming. The water <laughs> you rose. You the water rose? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I did hear some melting happen in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Must have overflowed Flowed into the into jungle the, cruise. <laughs> into the, the jungle boat cruise. sunk. Oh my God, these people saw the backside of water. They almost saw the they almost saw the underside of water. <laughs> Their backside wasn't water. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. If only I could have been them. Here's the thing. I I mean, to me this is funny. Like it's, I I just think it's it, really funny. I just think it's funny. Yeah. Should I be laughing about this or should I feel bad? No, it's hilarious. You know, I just I feel like I wish I could have been the one of the people on there because Allison and I, we've been in situations where something doesn't work like it's supposed to at Disney, and we got treated very well. Yeah, we got lots of nice treats. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine what you would get if you had to get in that dirty jungle water? Yeah, you probably get like a one-day park hopper at the very least. I, I bet they did. Yeah. It'd be interesting to find out what they gave them because Disney does seem to be a little uneven with how they compensate people when things break down. But this, th- if you're in a boat that sinks, I kind of feel like you get, like you're right up on the top of what you deserve. Like you probably need a comp room night. Right. Well, when Allison poisoned me <laughs> um, because it wasn't on the menu that there was pineapple in the back scratcher, <laughs> um, I called to tell them, like, hey, this is for real. Like, you guys can't just do that. And told them that, you know, I felt pretty bad. And they were like, oh, well, we hope you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Exactly. So uneven compensate. Like, I, and I don't know that you expected anything. Necessarily. I didn't necessarily, but I still think that allergies are something that's a serious serious. thing yeah and so if they're gonna put pineapple juice in something they should put it on the menu i agree it's not in the ingredients by the way landon and i learned a new word when we did our deep dive on the jungle cruise that water isn't dirty it looks dirty it doesn't matter you know why because they do something they control the turbidity of that water they actually make it look dirty I know. I understand that. So it's not as bad as you think. It doesn't matter. I don't they, want it on my I know. Clothes. I know the skippers. Drink it. I know the Jungle Cruise skippers tell you that there's thousands of diseases in that water, but really, it's probably fine. There's just the normal amount of diseases that would be in Florida water. So, like tap water. Yeah. Well, probably a little worse than tap water. No. <laughs> Have you had the tap water down here? It's not <laughs> the next video will be Justin taking a cup and drinking from the Jungle no. Cruise. <laughs> yes. Do it. No, but I was thinking it'd be it'd be kind of funny if I could like scoop some of that water up and then do a test. 
water test. <laughs> Jungle Cruise water test. Yeah. If you could get broken down and walked off of any ride at Walt Disney World, what would you want it to be? Uh, Haunted Mansion would be really That's cool. what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. That would- or Pirates. Pirates would be cool, too. I feel like a lot of either one of those is going to be backstage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know that when you're when you're riding Haunted Mansion and you get through the gallery, and it's before you go into the hallway with the door knockers. I think there's that one exit door that has just like a it's like a curtain hanging yeah. down that's kind of blowing in the breeze. That that freaks me out more than a lot of the other special <laughs> effects on the ride because I'm like somebody could be right there and jump out at me. But anyway, <laughs> there's an exit, so you could just walk right out there. What do you think, McKenna? thinking i'm thinking i think living with the land would be cool because that's a free behind the seeds (laughs) um you're not allowed to touch that sand i was thinking a ride that's like like flight um, of passage no just kidding like uh the mount everest ride expedition everest yeah but like it's just me sitting there for a while because i can't walk (laughs) Like getting stuck right in the room with the Getty who has light flashing on him, and I just <laughs> and have could, to stare at it. <laughs> you could dance with him. Dance dance in the disco light. My suggestion was going to be something like Peter Pan, because I wonder what they would do if you were stuck in the middle of that. that you just have to hang out. <laughs> that was good. That's it wasn't. An unintentional a, pun. It wasn't a joke. Good job, McKenna. Thank you. I liked it. Um... And then, but, but I do think like, of course my answer, my first initial thought was Haunted Mansion, but my experience I was going to tell you about, I actually got walked off of Mr. Toad's wild ride back in the day. Ah. Yeah. It broke down and I walked off of it. Getting walked off of Winnie the Pooh would be scary. We did that. That happened to us. That happened to us. But we were near the exit. Yeah, we were near the exit. But like, say you're in the room where Tigger is jumping out of nowhere and then you have to walk through the Heffalup's room. Yeah. That would be terrifying. <laughs> I would cry. I think I would cry. As an, like as an adult, I would cry. I really hope this happens. <laughs> I've been walked off dinosaur, and that was scary. Oh, and oh the my floor God, is yeah. like awkwardly sticky. Oh, Ew. why? What? Yeah, like I just remember like walking, and it was just like, oh, it was gross. Uh, <laughs> and there's like dinosaur heads without bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to ruin the ride for everyone. No, but. That's, I like the behind the scenes stuff. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's fun. That would be that. Would, that sounds scary. I don't like that. <laughs> All right. Well, I say we take a little break here because there was another reason that we wanted to speak with Allison today, and that's because she actually participates in cardiovascular activities <laughs> that we would never participate in, so we don't know anything about. So we were like, we want to talk Run Disney. We need somebody who actually runs. And Allison does it. So when we come back in segment three, we're going to talk a little Run Disney with somebody who can tell us all about it. So stick with us. We'll be right back.
Hey guys, this is Landon from the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, and I want to tell you about my friend Nick, because with 25 resort locations, four theme parks, two water parks, you have to book your dining reservations 180 days in advance, not to mention the 60-day window for your fast passes. There is so much on your plate when you're going down to the Walt Disney World resorts. Don't worry, because Nick he has your back. Book a trip with Nick Salcedo at Capture the Magic Vacation and let him be your guide to your uniquely magical vacation at any Disney destination with no cost to you. Let Nick do the hard part of planning while you and your party get excited about your trip to the most magical place on earth. As a graduate of Disney's College of Disney Knowledge, Nick is an expert at all things Disney and will truly help put the magical touch on your vacation. And be sure to mention the Monday Morning Monorail podcast when you book your trip for a very special surprise. Contact Nick today at nick.salcedo, that's S-A-L-C-E-D-O, at ctmvagent.com, and let's start planning your next trip. Also, be sure to visit his website at capturethemagicvacation.com forward slash agent forward slash Nick dash Salcedo. That's Nick Salcedo with Capture the Magic Vacations. Welcome back to the monorail. <laughs> this is M34D. I'm, I'm pulling my shtick now into the second. And, <laughs> second. And I was going to say, what what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it so much. And when I kick off the show, I might as well start doing it to present the second and third segments of the monorail. Why not? I like it. Yeah. Um, well, this particular segment is M34D. What does that stand for? That stands for the Monday Morning Monorail Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. And joining me for this special edition, every edition special, because Landon's oh. with me. And he's here once again. Landon, welcome back to the monorail. What's up, buddy? Uh, doing all right. It's been kind of a quiet week, when all, all <laughs> things considered, in the uh, world of Walt Disney. Like, it's, literally it's, nothing is going on. It, it is a dumpster fire over there right now. <laughs> like, if it can go wrong, it did. And then it went wrong again and again and again. Like, the Jungle Cruise. It sang, y'all. The Jungle Cruise sang. What is going on? Mass hysteria. The Jungle Cruise sank. The Tomorrowland Transit Authority trains collided. Oh, my God. The next thing we're going to hear is somehow the Princess Royal Carousel horses are going to be going the wrong way. Like, (laughs) No, the horses are going to come to life and start attacking uh, people in the Magic Kingdom. (laughs) uh, Though I I thought it was very, uh, very gutsy of, uh, of newly named CEO 
Bob Chapik to bring back the 20,000 leagues under the sea <laughs> overlay on the Jungle Cruise. Right. Like, like, like gutsy move out of the game. Go for the gusto, I suppose. <laughs> That's true. Man, the funniest reaction to all of that is how all of Diz Twitter, when that happened, stood up collectively and said, we wish we were on that boat. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> That's just the... This is That's an, the one thing I think Disney Twitter has united on. <laughs> yeah. We're an odd community. And, we really uh, are. Yeah. And uh, here we all agree we want to be on a sinking jungle <laughs> On a sinking boat. boat. Huh. Is that like an analogy... For it could like, be. like just us as a whole. I'm overthinking this. We're we're not here to get that deep. That's what the Jungle Cruise was there for—to get that. Deep. Yeah. <laughs> Hi-oh! Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This event though has allowed me to bring back a term that we talked about when we did our deep dive on the Jungle Cruise, <laughs> uh, because so many people have been like, "Oh, that water looks so nasty," and I've been like, "Well, hold on a second. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, it may look nasty, but that's because Disney wants you to think it looks nasty, and that's called controlling the turbidity. <laughs> turbidity, y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Zoe. We're bringing it back. Yeah, Zoe's excited need, about turbidity. We need turbidity t-shirts. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, my gosh. Don't worry. It's just turbidity. Yeah, something like that. We'll work on it. A joke for literally us. We will work on it. <laughs> Well, as much as I would love to be doing a deep dive on all of the terrible catastrophes that are happening at Magic Kingdom (laughs) since they announced a new CEO for the Disney company, we're moving on and we're going to start our walk through the World Showcase in Epcot, or as my mother called it on the live show, the countries. (laughs) Yep. That's her favorite part of the Magic Kingdom, too. (laughs) Yeah. Her favorite favorite part of Epcot is the countries, also the animals. Um, yep. And don't, don't forget, forget the animals. Don't forget the jungle. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then when she called back for her second attempt, their favorite ride in Epcot, the Tower of Terror. So Yep. Oh man. That was that's, great. It's mine too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for her weekly segment. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Oh man. Mom, if you're hearing this right now, you've got a lot of fans out there. So <laughs> so don't don't take this as a slam. People people loved it. So uh-huh. hi Aunt Janice. <laughs> so. <laughs> Landon, I suggest that we start our adventure through World Showcase and start with Canada and work our way counterclockwise. And the reason I suggest that is because anytime somebody asks me, like, how would you uh, prefer to drink around the world? I always say go the other way, like start in Mexico and um, start with tequila, because you don't want to end the night with tequila. That's going to be bad news. Mm-hmm. So start start with the tequila and then work your way to a nice Canadian beer. Have yourself a Molson or something. That's smart. I, I I definitely would cosign on that. Yeah. So that seems like a safe route. Well, no. When I brought the, when when I brought this up, uh, I actually uh, was talking about the way to walk around the uh, Epcot with a coworker at work, and he mentioned he wanted he wanted to go the opposite way because he did want to end his <laughs> night with tequila to continue on. And well, if that's what you want to do, you do you. Yeah. Go. You go ahead and uh, go with God, my friend. Uh, yeah, I just, vaya con Dios. <laughs> I feel like yeah. More appropriate phrasing. <laughs> um, I just feel like that's you're setting yourself up for a crash there at the end. Uh-huh. But you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, but man, or an awesome time. One of the two. Yeah, it's true. Or an awesome time that turns into a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But in terms of 
diving in and doing a deep dive on the pavilions, I wanted to go the other way. And the reason is I feel like ending with Mexico is going out on a high note um, because I love the Mexico. Not, not that I don't love the Canadian pavilion. I think it's underrated. And we'll talk about that today. But I think that the Mexico pavilion, especially when you throw in the El Rio del Tiempo, which was the old ride and, and now Grand Fiesta Tour, you've got La yes. Cava, you've got La Hacienda, um, you've mm. got you know the, the San Angel Inn that's right there overlooking the Grand Fiesta Tour. It's, it's a fantastic pavilion. I, we're not deep diving on that today. I just think <laughs> just justifying, I feel like that's the way to end it. So Okay. All right. Yeah. So whatever, uh, whatever you have to tell yourself, <laughs> but not to downplay what the Canadian pavilion brings to the table, because I think it's a fantastic pavilion. We were joking before we started recording because the touring plans Canadian pavilion page actually gives you a duration for this attraction <laughs> and says <laughs> 10 minutes, which I don't know yeah. what that means. Um, the entire thing takes 10 minutes. <laughs> Just walk in there, get a beer, some maple syrup, be like, ah, Maybe Canada. <laughs> oh, I get the I get their song now. Oh, Canada. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe pour a little maple syrup in that beer. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we're not you Canadian. Do. That feels like we would be, you know, infringing on their territory. It's true. Canadian listeners, let us know if that's good. I hear that Labatt Blue is actually improved by maple syrup. Mm, really? <laughs> I've, I've never heard that. <laughs> but you said it with such confidence. I bought it for a second. Yeah, I'm putting it out there. Hey, Canadians, I know you're listening. Chime in. What? First of all, what's the best Canadian beer? And Ooh. is that represented in the Canadian Pavilion in Epcot? And also, does Canadian beer become <laughs> much better when you add pure maple syrup? I don't know. That feels borderline offensive to Canadian people <laughs> to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some listeners. I'm serious. We've got some listeners in Nova Scotia. We've got some lit- listeners in Ontario um, and maybe even over, uh, in, I don't know my provinces, and I'm doing this off the top of my head, and I think those are the only two I could pull right now. Sorry, Canada. Hey, it's better than my knowledge. My knowledge of Canada comes from professional wrestling. So it's like Bret Hart. Uh, <laughs> the Hart Foundation. Yeah, and then uh, Chris Jericho is from Winnipeg, you idiot. <laughs> and- They've given us some great actors that I that I could name off the top of my head, and Nathan one Fillion. and one of them actually oh. is relevant to this discussion <laughs> about the Canadian Pavilion. So we'll talk about. Yes, that. yes, he is. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I let's didn't see what you were doing there. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I wasn't going Firefly, <laughs> although he is a treasure. Uh huh. And now a Disney prince. So you know, come on. Yeah. Bob Chapik, do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. Put Firefly and Epcot. Oh, why not? <laughs> Do it. Yeah, yeah, that will go over well, I'm sure. Add it to the Canadian Pavilion. They don't have a ride yet. There we go. Boom. Does it With make Canadian sense? Canadian national no. hero Nathan Fillion. Welcome to Space Canada, y'all. It's a okay, Western. so I like the idea of brainstorming Canadian or even just like World Showcase Pavilion rides that they need to have or experiences. So let's hang on to this idea. We're going to finish up. <laughs> We're going to finish up with that. What do you What do you mean? Come back to it. We already nailed it. We're it's go- Space oh, Canada. Well, Space Canada is really good, but <laughs> I've got more ideas. So okay. Okay. All right. Day one, October first, nineteen eighty-two. Picture it, Epcot Center, Epcot Center, nineteen eighty-two. As we were doing some research for this particular segment, I found a little tidbit that I wanted to share with all of you, and I kind of feel like. 
maybe as we go through World Showcase, I can drop some of these tidbits about Ep- Epcot Center at large. Because these are things that we skipped over when we talked about like the Land Pavilion and Spaceship Earth. We didn't really talk about like, well, what was the park like on opening day, you know, if you think about it as a whole. So here's something I found out. On October 1st, 1982, the cost of a one-day ticket for an adult was $15. Oh, my gosh. 14 for a junior, which I don't know what that means, and 12 for a child. Huh, yeah, that... I wonder what the differentiating between a junior and a child is. But for $15, like, you can't get a beer for $15 in Epcot now. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. They did have three, four, and six-day world passports that were available at that time, which would include admission, transportation, and unlimited use of attractions. Because don't forget, way back in the olden days, you actually needed a book of, of stamps, basically. <laughs> you had your e-tickets. <laughs> you, had your, you know, you had to use them to ride things. Um there were no single-day park hoppers, but you could get an annual world passport good for an entire year available at a cost of $100 for an adult and 80 for a child. That's crazy to think about because it's not like this was 100 years ago. You know? No. <laughs> so. Wasn't all that long in the relative scheme of things and just pretty wild. I do think it's cool that they called the Epcot uh, annual pass a uh, passport. Yeah. Because you're going around the world. Well, it was well, it was for, but it also got you in Magic Kingdom too. So the World Passport got you in both places. The multi-day World Passport ticket that we just recently turned in for my father to get like turned into a current ticket. It still had that World Passport designation on it, which I thought was pretty neat. Oh wow! Yeah. One thing that you may not know is that the Canada Pavilion was kind of up in the air and and a little bit uh, on uh, thin ice if you don't mind me saying so, Uh, Uh, (laughs) when they first started developing World Showcase. And this was because uh, for all of the pavilions, the Walt Disney Company actually tried to find uh, financial support from the government of those countries. And they wanted the countries involved in the development of the World Showcase pavilions because they wanted them to be an accurate representation of what it was like to, to go to that place and get a little taste of it. So... So in this case, the Walt Disney Company actually was trying to work with the Canadian government and the Canadian government, if they agreed to do so, you know, front some of the money um, to get this thing built, they would actually have input into the design and layout. Well, the Canadian government was concerned that this was just going to be a stereotype of what Canada actually is. And they just like, basically Disney was just going to make it like, Oh, this is lumberjack land. Yep. (laughs) And so they refused to fund it and Disney threatened to pull the exhibit. The good news is they decided against that. Uh, More than likely Canada just called Canada called Disney's bluff on this one. But what that ended up leading to was that Canada didn't have any input on what Disney built. So, the happy ending of that story is that Disney didn't just go and make some silly like, oh, look at Canada land. Look at all these Mounties. And, you know, uh, everybody says a boot. Eh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come over here and get your milk in a bag because that's what <laughs> Canada, aren't Canada Canadians aren't Canadians so weird. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't do that. Uh, nope. they, they actually tried to make a accurate representation of different parts of what it's like to visit, you know, different regions of Canada. One thing that Canada definitely wasn't totally fond of was the film from opening day, O Canada. When the, when the pavilion opened, they had, like, basically, you can kind of think of it as, as three main things. They they had a, a shop. They had La Cellier, which at the time was a cafeteria. What? Pretty weird. 
And then they had the Canadian film, in addition to the architecture and everything that you could walk around the garden um, and all that s- sort of thing. Um, so largely over the years, the the pavilion really hasn't changed. There have been some things that have been added, like they've you know they've got the outdoor stage where famously Off Kilter used to play, and they've changed up the film, they've upgraded and changed the shop, they changed the restaurant. But like aside from just kind of upgrading and and updating the things that that are there. It's really the same Canadian pavilion you would have visited back in 1982, which is pretty cool, really. Uh, and especially when when it was really just from the mind of Disney. Like you said, there was no input from the Canadian government, unlike, you know, uh, uh, throughout the rest of the World Showcase. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's kind of a little bit underrated. I don't know if it's yeah. necessarily underrated because it lacks the, <clears throat> excuse me, input of other countries but but i don't know maybe maybe that does help so here's what i think about this i think that if you're a person who doesn't visit walt disney world that frequently and you don't have a ton of time to just like you know slow down and explore as much as what a lot of these pavilions deserve you might just walk right by the canada pavilion especially if you don't have a reservation for le cellier maybe you stop and listen to the band but it's something that like you could very easily because of the way it's designed walk by the garden see the architecture and then just be like oh this is nice and then just kind of move on but you're right i absolutely think that this is an underrated pavilion and when you walk back towards kind of like if you go towards le cellier and kind of go around and walk along the little uh, wooden bridges and go back to the waterfall back where the film is like it's so pretty back there it's um you know great for a hot day. It, it really is like you can get oh, a nice so mist nice. coming off that uh-huh. waterfall. Um, yep. Then you can kind of climb up those stairs and go by the the little hotel architecture and, and where the store is. And man, it's I think it's really nice. And if you are willing to kind of slow down and and just smell the Epcot Garden roses, the <laughs> no, I have noted sometimes the flowers in the Canan- uh, Canadian. Canadian Pavilion. <laughs> we we both suck at talking today. This is great for podcasting. Uh, I've noticed those flowers have a raw fish odor to them at some time, so uh, be wary <laughs> of that. I call them crap blossoms because they uh, smell like crap when they blossom. That's funny. I don't think that's an accurate representation of Canada. So let's talk a little bit about some of these individual pieces. Let's Let's start with... Just the the architecture um, and and what you can see. So the main building in the pavilion is called the Hotel du Canada, and it's modeled after the Chateau Laurier Hotel in Ottawa. It's like a lot of things in Disney and in Epcot, in you know specifically, is presented in forced perspective. So they try to make a a building that's actually only three stories look like it's six stories. It does look really tall, even when you're mm-hmm. standing right beside it. And it's, it's very pretty. We talked about the waterfall back behind the, so the, nice. the hotel. We talked a little bit about the, the garden where you can see they usually have like a Canadian maple leaf made out of flowers and they've got the little cabin back there. I always wonder like, is there anything in there or is, is, is there storage in there at least? Or is it like, do you think hmm. they finished that little cabin? Like you could actually go in there and there'd be like a little bed. You could stay the night. I would camp. Yes, out. yes. You definitely can sleep in there. Let's let's start that rumor. I would camp out in the Canada Pavilion. That would be cool. Yeah. Like I was, I was actually thinking when you were talking about Hotel Du Canada. I was like, man, wouldn't that be cool if that was actually like a hotel and you could stay in? Yeah. 
in there and like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm staying in Epcot for the night. Yeah, that'd be super cool. It's it's basically awesome. Epcot's version of staying in Cinderella's castle or something. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that would be pretty awesome is if each one of the World Showcase countries had a small boutique hotel kind of thing. I'm sure they'd be extremely Ooh. expensive. Oh, yeah. Like, like you think the bungalows at the Poly are expensive. Holy yeah. crap. But how cool would it be to, like, be able to go to, like, Italy and stay, like, in an Italian-style villa or something? Like That would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be pretty freaking cool. Um, but anyway, the uh, they don't have... You can't actually stay in that hotel. <laughs> it just looks like a hotel. Well, you can try to, but if they find you, they'll arrest you for trespassing and probably ban you. So <laughs> don't do that. Remember, don't go to Disney jail. Yeah, stay out of Disney jail if you can. So another feature of the Epcot Pavilion is the shop. Now it's called the Northwest Mercantile. It used to have a different name. And for a little while, back uh, around 1985, after Anne of Green Gables came out, which, by the way, I've never seen Anne of Green Gables it is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Seriously? So wow. It's an 8.5 on IMDb out of 10. Huh. This movie apparently was loved pretty broadly. Um, so they did actually sell Anne of Green Gables merchandise in the in the Canadian store. So that's kind of an interesting little tidbit. But uh, yeah, that, that went, went away eventually. And now in the Canadian store... In an effort to not be stereotypical, they sell things like hockey jerseys and maple syrup and <laughs> all of that sort of oh thing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, do they sell Mountie costumes in an effort to not be stereotypes? <laughs> I think they probably do have the hats. I, if, I, like, if I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head, I feel like they, they must, but... Ooh, um, ooh get, a, get a Mountie hat with some Mickey ears. Boom, there you go. See, that has to be a thing. That has it, to be. If it isn't, I'm uh, trademarking it. Boom. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't. I don't think I can do that. But, but yeah, that has to be a thing. Yeah, they do have Canadian wines, and um, the other thing too is if you're looking for anything with a maple leaf on it, that's where you get it. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the main event for a lot of us is, of course, the steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, Le Cellier, which. I find pretty surprising that it used to be a cafeteria. That's like, that was shocking to learn that. Like, but, like when you called it La Cellier Cafeteria earlier, it's like my brain is like, okay, I recognize these words, but but not in this pattern. Right. What? Doesn't make sense. No, no. It just hits the ear wrong. It's because like, now it's like pretty widely thought of as one of the best steakhouses on Disney property. And for good reason. Man, that is a delicious meal. And they do have some delicious cheddar cheese soup there as well. Um, Landon, I, I know you've got upcoming reservations at La Cellier. Have you started to kind of plan that meal out? I feel like you need to pull up that menu and start thinking it through. Because <laughs> I've definitely looked at the menu a couple times. I am definitely going to uh, be partaking in that cheddar soup you talked about. And uh, me being a uh, fan of steaks, I'm going to get me a big old steak, though I haven't figured out what type. Mm. And I, like, like, I, I got I to gotta get the poutine too, right? I would say you don't. Really? We we tried the poutine when we were there because we like to do a sampling, especially when we go to a restaurant we're not going to be at very often. So we all try to get something mm-hmm. different and we get a couple appetizers. We did try the poutine and for us it was just it was just fine. It wasn't like in my opinion the poutine there was no better than what you can get at like the carts that they have for the festivals and stuff. Wow. Okay, yeah. all right. Good to know because I was 
I clearly said I have to get poutine. So that might uh, free up some uh, space on my table for something else. But yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I've uh, I remember hearing y'all talk about it in a previous episode. And I mean, like, it's a big old steak. What's not to like? Exactly. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a big, delicious steak. And it's such a cool environment, too. Um, modeled after a wine cellar. Like, it's nicely dimly lit. And it's just, man, it's so good. You, I think you're really going to enjoy it. So, we're going to finish up our discussion of the Canada Pavilion with the film, the Circle Vision film, which is now called Canada Far and Wide, hosted by Lou Jean. That's what I call Eugene Levy. <laughs> Lou Jean Evie, guys. Lou Jean Evie and Catherine O'Hara. And um, I, I mean, we've talked about it already on the show. I, I'm i not going to say it's terrible. It's not bad. It's really not bad. But I really did enjoy the Martin Short version. I don't think necessarily that what they've done improved that. Like, I, I understand it needed to be updated. I just think, like, they... When they when I heard that Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara were going to be the new narrators of the show, I expected it to be funny. Yeah, because they're both funny people. And maybe that's my fault, it, but it's really not. I mean, there's some jokes in it, but they're really played just kind of like just hmm. very straight. Um, but for the most part, it, it's a it's a very earnest presentation of Canada, which is fine. That's just not what I expected, and the Martin Short version was pretty funny. And I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, side splitter hilarious, but it was fun. Like, yeah. Like, and it was funny. Yeah. And when you go, okay, it's fun to go watch a film and see beautiful landscapes and vistas and, and mm-hmm. you know, see a little bit of this culture that you're not used to. That That's all very fun, but it's also kind of dry. And so, like, I just kind of feel like it's good to spice those things up a little bit with some personality and character. And I was surprised they didn't do that a little bit more. Um, but you know, some people, I'm sure some people love it and that's fine. Um, I do think it's worth seeing, especially if you never saw O Canada in the, in the original version or the updated version with Martin short, then I would say you should go check it out. And even if you, even if you did see O Canada and you've never seen this one, I think it's worth a watch because they have updated a lot of the film. Um, they end it with kind of the Mounties like circling you up around the screen, just like they used to do. That's from the original film. Um, that was something they created and it stood the test of time. So I like that that's still in the movie and you still get the, the singing of Canada, uh, by the fourth season Canadian idol winner, Ava Avila. And, uh, man, I think I can tell you, I like that song. I love Canada. I do too. It, in fact, <clears throat> here we go. Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. I, I I was actually the understudy for for Elvita Cheese uh, when uh, if she could not come to terms to sing this. <laughs> yeah, she she did a great uh, job singing that song, and it's one that like when I'm listening to uh, Walt Disney World music at work, like and the O Canada song comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna take this in for a minute. <laughs> See, I feel like if, if I heard that at work, like I would have to stop what I was doing and very slowly just start to stand up <laughs> and just look off into the corner of the office, like not look at anything, but, but you know, you're looking at it majestically. Yeah. Yep. Just into the distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'd be great for, you know, work productivity, but, but you know, you do you. I think you should use it as bumper music someday. Like do it on Canada day. 
Oh, there we go. Yeah. I like it. That would be cool. <laughs> Once again, a joke for us. So uh, a little bit of the history uh, of this film. It was actually created based on the documentary film Canada 67, which was shown at the Telephone Pavilion during Expo 67. Uh, that was created by Canadian film director Robert Barclay. The Disney version was described by Barclay as a superficial, glib look at the country, which actually uh, kind of leads to what inspired the update uh, when they actually did update the film, because Canada wasn't a big fan of Canada. Oh, oh Canada, the original version. They, f they did. They felt like it was um, just not an accurate representation of the country, and there was actually a seven-year campaign that was launched by the Canadian Tourism Commission due to a steady stream of complaints over the years about the day's wow. representation of Canada um, that, that led to the creation of the updated version narrated by Martin Short. And I, I can't claim to have much memory of the original film. I, I probably did see it, but my memory is just stuck on the Martin Short version and mm -hmm. um, probably because I'm such a big Martin Short guy. I think what they did with it with Martin Short was very good. I think it served the purpose of sh showing how beautiful and and varied the natural geography of Canada is and and what, you know, how modern and and metro like the cities are and and all that sort of thing. I think it's a very good representation. Do I think that the film you know, it was time to update it sure. I just again, I just I'm kind of surprised that they went with such a right down the middle uh presentation as they did. See, I haven't seen the new iteration, so the only one that I'm really familiar with is the Martin uh, Short hosted one. So I'm a fan of that one. And I thought it was a good exposure of Canada because it's like, I'll be honest, and I'm probably never going to get up there. So just being able to see really the beautiful, like, like just nature and, yeah. and everything that Canada has. It's a really beautiful, beautiful country. And I thought the way that it was presented with uh, with the previous version, I thought it was was well done. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I haven't seen the new one. I'll check it out the next time I'm down there. But yeah, I, I'll i be surprised if I prefer it over the uh, Martin Short one. Mm -hmm. I would be shocked too, but I will be interested to get And also feedback. Canada, if you, if you didn't want to have seven years of complaints, maybe you should have, I don't know, participated <laughs> in it making the Canadian Pavilion in the first place. I kind of feel like that's on you, Canada. It is. Yeah. Take some responsibility. Yeah, you hosers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the movie's like 12 minutes you know it doesn't take that long and it's worth it to wander back into the back of the pavilion so you can check out all the the landscaping and and the architecture that disney's done and um you know i i acknowledged you earlier canadian listeners i know you're out there if you have visited world showcase i'd love to know what your opinion of this pavilion is and you know especially if you've got some perspective over the years like has it changed? Are there things you felt like were kind of stereotypical? And do they do they do a good job today of representing like a, a nice tapestry of what Canada is? I've never visited Canada, but I can tell you that like based on visiting the pavilion and watching the film, um, Garrett Monorail all the time is saying, when are we going to Canada? He wants to go so bad. So it at least is doing the purpose of getting people interested in visiting for sure. Let us know. I'd love to hear about it. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And 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 I apologize for everything I've said. I've, I've said it all in love and jest. <laughs> yeah, we're we're <laughs> we're just a couple sillies over here. Uh huh. Yeah, we don't mean it. 
I'm just a dumb hillbilly from East Tennessee, and you're a floor idiot now. So, you know, what do we know? <laughs> All right. I think now's a good time as any to wrap it up. So, Landon, before we go, let's tell people where they can find you on the internet and all the great content that you put out in the world. Uh, L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. Uh, that's where you can follow me on Twitter, 280 characters at a time. Not on Instagram, though, because apparently Landoz is already taken. So I have oh. set up an Instagram, uh, Doz Does Disney on Instagram. Yeah. It was just a matter of time. I'm now one of those people that, you know, post everything on Instagram about Disney. So, you know, uh, I guess it's the next step in my uh, Disney natural evolution you're about to get I'm a just, follow I, i'm just as disappointed as you are um i also run a website buttmunchchips.com buttmunchchips sit on your butt and munch eh oh oh hey i like that uh it's where you can find exclusively posted episodes of game of thrones talk aka got talk vintage episodes of near fall radio but in lieu of that i invite you to go to the itunes store and search for the r and d project where myself and will rab talk about uh Everything from sports to politics. We just had an episode previewing AEW's Revolution pay-per-view that, as you're hearing, it took place this past Saturday. But uh, I was proud of the episode, so go back, give it a listen if you're a fan of the Sweet Science of Professional Wrestling. And we also talk about the uh, decision that the WWE decided to do uh, by sacrificing the Fiend Bray Wyatt to Bill Goldberg. And now in 2020, 53-year-old Bill Goldberg is the WWE <laughs> Heavyweight Champion. So. Universal. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's 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 fine. That was an interesting decision. Well, so we watched uh, pieces of it on uh, Thursday Thursday evening, and we ended up just like skipping ahead to, to see how some of the matches ended. But we did watch the, the all of the the Fiend versus Goldberg because we just were curious how that would go. And and as it was starting, I said to Sam. Well, we already know how it's going to end. No way they would put the universal strap on Goldberg. That would be the stupidest thing going into WrestleMania. Yeah. (sighs) And guess what they did? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I'm also on the Phil Show on News Talk 98.7. Sorry, I'm I'm just like really still just bummed out about the the, the Fiend (laughs) stuff. Like, like we're going to get Fiend and seen it, Manny. I'm sure that's going to be fine. But like, for Goldberg, really? (laughs) Yeah. So for more of this kind of talk, <laughs> make sure you're subscribed to all of the Landaws podcasts. By the way, R&D Project, not safe for work. I, I want to put that out there for those with sensitive earballs. NSFW. Okay. Very good. We'll put that disclaimer out there. Landon, thanks so much for keeping it safe for work here with me <laughs> on the Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. And we'll see you again next week. Glad to do it. And you know how hard that is for me, right? <laughs> too. Does she run? Disney! (laughs) It was totally worth the wait. Welcome back to the monorail. (laughs) It is now time for our feature presentation. We're going to talk all about something we know nothing about, and that is being active and healthy and 
running. Hey, I had lentils tonight for dinner. That's healthy. You I... all had lentils tonight for dinner. <laughs> You'll have lentils. You'll all have lentils. Yeah, it sounded like a threat. Yeah. You'll all see. Um, well, have you ever run in a run Disney event? <laughs> nope. Have you ever run in a Disney event? I run in Disney. Aside from running to a ride or running for a Mickey pretzel? I I am I frequently fast walk through Disney, but I don't ride anything, and then I just go home. Do you get a medal for it? I wish they'd give me a medal. I'm I'm pretty impressed with myself. Well, did you know that you could if you actually like signed up for an official event? I, signing up is too much. Work, <laughs> okay, so I'll pass. Well, okay, so there. That's my point. We know nothing about this stuff, but just uh, a couple of weekends ago now was the Princess Marathon event at Walt Disney World. Previous to that. Back in January, we had the actual Disney Marathon, and Allison, who is still with us, by the way, was a participant, <laughs> not just in the Disney Marathon. She did the Dopey Challenge, guys. She is crazy. She's a crazy person. I know. That I is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Allison, I was looking through some pictures that you posted. I don't know if this is on Instagram or, or Twitter, but I saw one where you had, like, it looked like 50 medals around your neck in front of the <laughs> castle. Um so, first of all, that was impressive enough because I don't know how you managed to hold your head up with all the... Yeah, they're real heavy. They don't... Well, they look heavy, but they're heavier than they actually do look, so... <laughs> and that was an impressive display of, of hardware right there. But I know that this wasn't your first Disney event. You've done some other Run, run Disney stuff in the past. Did you do marathons before you ever did a Run Disney event? Yeah. Yes. So okay. I did one marathon in preparation for my first Disney marathon oh, okay. or half marathon. I've never. So my first marathon was the Disney Dopey, my oh. first and only. Oh, wow. But half marathon wise, I did a half marathon before my first Disney half. Okay. But were you, I guess my, I'm thinking, were you like, a a runner in like local events or other things before you ever decided to do a Disney event or was it really kind of all like leading up to you doing run Disney stuff? It was all leading up to run Disney. Yeah. The My mom saw the princess stuff and was like, Hey, we should run the princess half marathon. And I was like, wow, look at those medals that you get. Like <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think honestly for like, I, I make the joke about it, but we are not a running family. Um, no. <laughs> but if I was ever going to do any kind of an event like that, I would love to do a run Disney. I'd like to do like the star Wars. What do they call it? The rebel run or something that I don't yeah. know what they do, but I think that some of that stuff looks really cool. Uh, and you're right. Those medals, all the medals look so cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all about those collectibles. I'd love to have those hanging on a shelf, hanging on a shelf, sitting on a shelf. Question. How many miles is half of a marathon? 13.1. Oh, ooh. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Too much? You could do a 10K. It's just six. 10? That's... It's six? Six miles, yeah. Six miles, Dude, yeah. I uh, I did so well in one of my classes, so I could not have to run the 5K. <laughs> um, so, like, that was the only reason I would pay attention in that class, is so I didn't have to do the 5K at the end. <laughs> Six is a lot. I can run a mile in maybe ten minutes. Well, that's fast. Yeah, is that's that really not too bad? 
Yeah, I mean, that's pretty average for most. I'm I mean, average. I'm like 10 to 12, so. Yeah, that's. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's more than 10 because I remember getting I an think F. It's more like 16, McKenna. It's probably more accurate. <laughs> yeah, 10, 10 would be a good pace if, if, I could, if you could do 10 and maintain it. Why don't they do bike Disney? I could bike Disney. <laughs> bike Disney. Yeah, you should suggest that. <laughs> bike Disney. I want to rollerblade Disney. Can we do that? Mom's not allowed to rollerblade Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Too many obstacles. Yeah, whatever. Um, that's right. They'd have to, man, the insurance, I couldn't imagine. There'd be a lot of liability. But anyway, back to Run Disney. Yeah. So I have a question. The Run Disney, is it expensive? Yeah. For a challenge, which is the 10K and a half for most races, it's about $300. Oh. And like an average half marathon where we live is like 50 to yeah. 75 So mm-hmm. wow. it's pretty pricey. Yeah, that is a little more than, for per person. Yeah. But with the challenge, you do get three shirts and three medals. Okay. So... But you have to run for them. Yes. But you could run walk. We run walk. We're not like super, super fast runners by any means. <laughs> Does everyone get a medal? No matter yes. their time? Well, there is a balloon lady. And if she passes you, you're out. And so from what I've medal? heard, you don't get your medals. Ooh, that would be some tough medicine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> McKenna's out. But she's only for like the half and the full, so. They don't have a balloon lady for like the 5K or 10K stuff? No. The 5K isn't timed, and the 10K is just kind of leisurely finish at your own pace type thing. See, that's probably more our speed, I would think. Take an hour. We could do the 10K. And a 5K, take an hour for it. They still give me my medal? Yeah. I knew that. Yeah, y'all should do a family 5K. I think we should. I think we should do the diaper dash. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not a runner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, We'll talk about training. So how far in advance leading up to this Disney Marathon weekend uh, did you start getting yourself in race shape? We had signed up for a half marathon in October. So we started training in August. Mm. And then did the half marathon in October and then slowly trained. So what was, yeah, what was your training schedule like? We ran with a store, with a shoe store that's by our house. So it started off at six miles and then every week you work your way up a mile. Okay. Um, And then for when we started training for the full marathon, the most we ran was 18 miles. Yeah. And then we gave up. And we're like, man, we'll we'll make it work for the full marathon. Yeah, I mean, I always hear that that's kind of true. Like, once you get to a, a certain amount of stamina with your running, like, it's basically all just the same. Like, you don't necessarily, to train for a marathon, right, you don't have to run, like, 20, 26 miles every time you run. It's Yeah. Not they recommend running, like, 22 to 24, mm-hmm. but, I mean, it was fine. We finished. Yeah, you made it. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but that is an awful lot of running. You ended up doing four races over the course of four days, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You do a 5k, a 10k, a half marathon, and then the full marathon. Oh my gosh. Do you know how long it takes for the balloon lady to do her run? 
She is supposed to walk like a 20-ish minute pace. Hmm. Um, but for this most recent marathon, she did not. So like, Was she going faster than that? Yeah, she was doing run, walk. And so she was at like a 16-mile pace. Uh, so at one point, she almost caught up to us. Oh. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> we had slowed down quite a bit. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> How long ago did you decide? Because I guess, do they announce the marathon like a year in advance or um yeah i think they like put out the dates a year in advance and then you can sign up like nine-ish months in advance okay and so my parents did it a few years ago and came home and like we're never ever ever doing that again (laughs) and then this time last year my mom was like hey remember how i said i was never gonna do that thing again (laughs) well we should do it (laughs) yeah I was really enjoying um, your all's pictures because, you know, we're connected on the app. And I was looking, I was watching you and your mom. I was like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely, like, if you get the photo pass, the memory maker or whatever, you get some really good action shots as part of the Yeah, and, like, since we're pass holders, we can just enter it in to the same memory maker thing, and we get all the downloads for free. That's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, it's nice, and you get some good action shots. Yeah. Yep. I've seen. I saw your husband and your mom <laughs> and you. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of really good ones. Sam yeah. was showing me the pictures. I was like, oh man, they look they look like they're serious like runners in yeah. these pictures. Yeah. For the pictures, like you can see them, they're in yellow. The photo pass people. So we always like, okay, run <laughs> or make it look like you're running. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so you get the photos pass pictures, but um, also. Aren't there like some other things going on, like character interactions as part of the races? Yes. So there's lots of characters throughout the race. Um, for the 5K, there were a few. And the 5K was really cool because it was literally just through the World Showcase and then back out into the Epcot parking lot. So that was just really cool. Yeah. And the same with the 10K. You kind of run through the parking lot, back through Epcot, and finish in the parking lot. Okay. And then sprinkled throughout Epcot, there's characters, and they're playing, like, all the princess songs. So. That's pretty cool. It's a fun time. That is cool. Eh, I might do a 5K one day. (laughs) And they usually have rare characters, too. Like, we got to meet Geppetto. And, like, my husband met all the three Caballeros. Oh, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. You just never know who you'll meet. He got to meet Santa Duffy. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who Duffy is. Well, I think he's, like, the Epcot bear. He used to be at Epcot, like, right when you came into the World Showcase where Daisy is now. Okay. Duffy is more of a big deal, like, in Japan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, huh. it's it's kind of something like they all get their little duffies and they dress them up. Okay, yeah. it's not it's like build a bear. Yeah, but it's like a build a bear. Overseas. Kind of. Yeah, glad we don't have it here. That'd be another thing we'd be spending money on. I'm yeah. not interested in duffy. It's okay. Oh sure, you say if that now. It was now. figment, and they were sweaters. <laughs> then maybe we'd have it'd be another story. Build a figment. Yeah. <gasps> I actually think that's a pretty good idea. They can put it at the end of the They absolutely ride. could put it at the end of the that imagination. That's such a good idea. Yeah. And they, there could be multiple colors. There could be multiple outfits. Oh, my gosh. Disney, by the way, you owe us for this one. I okay. know. Well, they keep stealing our ideas anyway. I know. Bob so, Chapik, I expect a check in the mail. 
I know who Duffy is. Yeah. I've seen Duffy that bear, bear before. It sure. does the nighttime story on the Disney TV. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're right. Mickey, Mickey has a Duffy, right? Yeah. Yeah. For people who are like kind of on the fence about like doing a run Disney event, would you, are there things that you could recommend or would you argue against? Like what, what, what do you feel like the pros and cons of run Disney events are? They're very well put on. So like you get there, everything's set up really nicely. It's very organized, which is nice. And they provide all the transportation from the Disney hotels. So they'll take you to the start line, pick you up at the finish line. Um, So that's really nice. And I would recommend it for anyone, even if you aren't a big runner. Because I wasn't a runner and then I signed up for Princess and I was like, well, now I have to be a runner because I just paid $300. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that'll motivate you for um, sure. I mean, it's well done. And like for the longer races throughout it, they provide like the sport jelly beans and waters and Powerades. And I mean, for the full marathon, it was super hot this year. And so we were seeing people passing out oh. and like, we were seeing so many medics, which was nice to see that they were taking those precautions. Yeah. If you pass out, do you automatically get a medal? <laughs> I'm just... because no. know. <laughs> I would hope so, but... McKenna's just going to make herself pass out. It's very easy, mile, especially mile for running. One, mile one of the marathon, McKenna's out. <laughs> She's like, but do I get a medal? I had to run around in a garage once, and I almost passed out, so I... Why did you have to run around in a garage? Because the, the guys, they were like, you got to run. And I'm like, I don't want to. Who? What guys? No, what? remember? <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. It was the about. Knoxville thing. They kept making me run. And I had pneumonia. And I was like, I have pneumonia. And then I passed out. What is happening to our kid? Remember the police officer thing I did? Oh. oh she was sorry. doing like a junior police it academy. Was ex- the Explorers oh. program. Yeah. yeah, and they were like, you got to run around in this empty oh, garage while parking. some... I was picturing like a garage, like our no. garage. And yeah, I was like, this and, is a little sketchy. And some random guy's going, you have to run. Run. You have to run. <laughs> no, it's a, it's the parking garage. And then there was like some weirdo in the parking garage that makes it across even from us who was watching us run. And was like taking a video of us. So the police officers had to go over there and be like, dude, you can't do that. And then he was like mad about it and left. (laughs) This is crazy. These are crazy stories. Yeah, no kidding. That was not a run Disney event. No, No, but I did pass out. So I got to not run. But they still made me do planks. Did you get a medal? No, instead they kicked me out. (laughs) (laughs) You opted to leave. Because I missed... (laughs) Anyway, it's very complicated. Well, I don't know if your strategy of passing out mid race would get you a medal, and we're not recommending that people try that. All you have to do is lock your knees, though. While running, you can stand drinking a, a water. The balloon lady would pass you immediately, Dang, but you would pass out, and you'd be like, "I'm woozy," and then the balloon lady passes. And I don't know. You pay three hundred dollars for a medal. Well, but also like a sense of accomplishment. And, yeah. and participating Pied. in a, a cool event. Yeah. It's the metal. People because want the how metal. often do you get to run through the Disney parks when people aren't yelling at you not to run? So I do it. <laughs> oh, that was a question I had. Do you have to have park admission when you do a Disney race? No. 
Oh. You don't. They don't scan you to get in, but I don't know how they check that you don't stay in. Yeah. So, but the park does start and end outside in the parking lot. Yeah. Mm. Well, okay. how much is one race though? It's like a lot of money. Oh, I don't so know. it's kind of like buying a park ticket. I feel like I should have had those facts ready to go, but I didn't. You're underprepared. I was. I feel like it's like Lame. buying a park ticket. So if you're in the park, then technically you bought a ticket. I mean, I kind of agree with what you're saying. I guess it just kind of depends. Um, like if you paid for a 5K, it's like 5K surely isn't like 100 bucks, is it? Oh, look, here we go. Weekend events. I've got, uh, okay, the 5K was 89. The 10K was 129. The half was 188. And the full marathon was 190. Goofy's race and a half was 385. This is oh, this is next year. I'm looking at next year's prices. Um, 385. Yeah, the Goofy race and a half is 385, and then the Dopey Challenge is 590. If you're oh. doing all four, holy yeah. crap! <laughs> but we, you did get six shirts and six medals. Oh wow! You're essentially uh, buying a park ticket. That's yeah. way more than a park ticket. Yeah, you're so, buying a week's worth of park tickets. If you're <laughs> if you run it to get into the park and then just hang out in the park, you it technically you're, you can be there because you paid for that ticket. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what the rules on that are. They do running events at Castaway Key uh, um, as part of Disney Cruises. There is also um, a cheer squad half marathon and marathon package as part of the marathon weekend. So 300, as we record right now, 313 days until the next Disney world marathon. So let's go ahead and put it on the calendar. Are you ready to do it? Yeah. John says he'll run it with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would definitely get like kicked out by the balloon. You don't lady. get kicked out. You just get She'd disqualified. Like, uh, evicted. You're, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. <laughs> she says that to everyone she passes. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. <laughs> what if she passes you, but then you catch up to her? I think if you get passed, you're Yeah, done. I think you're disqualified no matter what if she passes you. They make you get on a bus. <laughs> take you back. <laughs> what if... Oh, that, okay, she passes you for a second, but then you run in front of her. No, I, I, I think once you're passed, you're passed, McKenna. Stop there's trying to be a loophole here. No I'm going to just pass out and get my medal. No, there's no no loopholes. Maybe I'll get to meet a special character because I passed out. Mine. <laughs> yeah, it's called Disney Security. <laughs> Might meet a real nice security guard. <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to do? I passed out. That's not my fault. Okay, well then you're going to meet a Disney medic, which is a fun, uh, rare character to meet. Maybe we'll fall in love. Aww. Hey, Allison, have you heard about this new club run Disney? Yes. Is that something that you've thought about joining? No, <laughs> mainly because it's so expensive. It is pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah, there's different levels for the club run Disney. Um, silver's the lowest, and it's $265.43, but you do get a member jacket. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's a members only type thing. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. And then a tier, <laughs> you get tier one pricing for for the year for Run Disney events. Um, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, that's like the best pricing you could get because mm -hmm. you know the earlier you book stuff like this, you get lower prices. Mm -hmm. um, so you get tier one pricing. 
Uh, there's a gold membership, which is four seventy eight sixty three. There's uh, and then there's platinum. If you want to go platinum, seven hundred ninety eight forty three. You get your jacket. You get tier one pricing. You get. I'm trying to see what would be the big advantage here. Upgraded corral placement. Yeah, they stick you in like horse troughs, don't they? Not troughs. And then open. <laughs> you know what a trough is? Isn't that what they eat out of? Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Like a horse cage, and then a corral. They Penthouse. open up a the pen? door, and the rabbit goes shooting out, and you run after it. <laughs> you chase the rabbit. We are all the rabbits trying to get to the start line. <laughs> right. Horses don't chase rabbits. I know it's dogs. I'm just messing it all up. Horses chase nothing. Nothing. Roadrunner. Horses don't chase anything. They have jockeys sitting on them, smacking them on the butt with the the yeah, crop. Those little mini guys whipping the horses. <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't get the horses don't get a medal at the end either. <laughs> and they horses, don't get to meet special characters. They get a horseshoe of flowers around their neck. <laughs> if they win and if they lose, they're glue. No yeah. horses eat meat. Okay. Just saying. I think they like their bag of oats quite a bit. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. <laughs> you all get way off track. You know who's a horse? Um, that guy from Toy Story. Bullseye? Yep. <laughs> wow. Nice segue, McKenna. <laughs> oh, man, she's tired. <laughs> not that it's late, but it's not that late. It's yeah. at the time where I should be watching a movie. You get us so off track sometimes that I'm like, how do I pull this back together? That's what I just am thinking. Mm-hmm. So, Allison, what's your favorite run at Disney? Probably the princess run. We've done that one twice now. Um, and so throughout the course, there's all the different characters and at the start line and the finish line. Um, but the Star Wars run was really cool, too, because throughout it, they have like local cosplayers oh, nice. in like just standing there taking pictures. So that was really cool because there were like three times as many characters as a normal race. Oh, yeah. that is cool. Bunch of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. I think if I was going to do one, I think the Star Wars, I'd like to do the Star Wars run. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and I like the medals that they make for the Star Wars run. We had the opportunity to participate in a, there was like a group uh, podcast virtual run event that we didn't do because we're not runners. But I regretted that we didn't do it last year because... They all the medals they got were um, they were like Avengers medals. There was one for Black Panther and 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 the rest. And, yes, there you go. And, and they all looked really cool. Huh? Um, and I was like, oh man, those look like cool medals. But the thing about the virtual races is, it's all kind of the honor system. You just tell them yeah, you did. You don't actually have to. Yeah, you just tell um. them you did it. You're just buying a medal, basically. You, I mean, you need to, you know, if you want to be like a ethical person, you should run. How much are the virtual races? They're still expensive. Dang. I, yeah. I, I would do a virtual race. Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the live races, I have the chance of passing out and meeting the love of my life. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Allison, anything else you wanted to say about Run Disney? I think you you gave it a pretty good endorsement, though, saying, you know, you recommend it to people. So, yeah, I mean, I've done technically 10 races, so I say it's worth it. Yeah. And then we're doing hopefully in Paris. We'll be in Paris this September doing the 
um, the half marathon there. Oh, wow. At Disneyland Paris. That's awesome. What so, are uh, the medals for the... Uh, it's a baguette you wear around your neck. Oh. <laughs> so that wouldn't be a bad medal. <laughs> uh, I don't think they've announced the medals yet, but... They're usually pretty cool, and you get to, like, run through the French countryside, so... Are they, uh, French Disney movie-themed? Like a certain Remy the Rat? Like, uh, Rat... <laughs> Rat Suey? That might be the only run I ever do in my entire life. <laughs> the Rat Run. <gasps> I want to go... Okay, we found the thing. Yeah. If there's ever a Rat Run, McKenna's in. I take it seriously. She would run too. Yeah, she would pass yeah, out from that, trying to win. That Remy medal. <laughs> I want to be first place in the rat run. <laughs> oh, don't say that. There are some pretty fast people that yeah. can run for a long time. But and you're not one of them. I'm motivated. Well, yeah. So we'll keep our eyes open. If we ever see a rat run, we know we have to sign up immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Allison, you'll have to join us for the rat run. I will. But good luck. I'll be your emotional support for that one, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need it. <laughs> I'll get you a do not pet vest. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck for your run in Paris. And we're excited because you're going to be here visiting next week. And we're excited to see you. So I'm excited uh, to see you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, we're going to be there. We're, we're all going to try our, our best to see if we can somehow... Sneak our way onto the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway. I'm, first, I'm going to try my first method, which is to go up and tell them I'm Justin Monorail. <laughs> I'm going to slip them a 20. Do you know who I am? Just start crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go, go to the guest experience team. <laughs> I thought it was going to ride. <laughs> we just wanted to ride the railway. I missed the great movie ride so bad. <laughs> yeah. We'll give it a shot, but we're we're looking forward to seeing you. And um, thanks so much for joining us today. And why don't we tell people where they can find you on Twitter? Because you are one of the best Diz Twitter follows out there. Thanks. You you want to follow me? You can find me at, at WDW Minibar. Yep, and it's Mini like Minnie Mouse. Yeah. So WDW M I N N I E M O U S E. No. <laughs> Minnie Mouse. <laughs> you just spelled it. Minnie Mouse. I is. spelled it wrong. It's at W-D-W-M-I-N-N-I-E-B-A-R. Yep. Not Minnie Mouse. <laughs> no. <laughs> and if you want to find her at the park, she's with me and Epcot, and we're getting boozy popsicles. <laughs> yeah, and you can come buy us a drink. <laughs> exactly. And we take your snack credits. Yes. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I hope this has motivated all of you to go out there and sign up for a run Disney event and let us know if you're going to be in the parks running. We'll be more than happy to come and cheer you on. Mm -hmm. We probably won't run with you, but you know, (laughs) we can, we can wave as you go by. We'll look at you. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, how can you do that? How could you let us know you're going to be involved in an event? Well, you could let us know on Twitter. We're at morning monorail. We're Monday morning monorail on all of the other things. You can email us at Monday morning monorail at gmail.com. Call our voicemail 407-917-2144. And I have a couple calls to action for you. Number one, we have a live show coming up March 22nd (laughs) episode episode 100. It's just going to be your mom calling us the whole time. (laughs) It may just be my mom calling in repeatedly. 
Yes, that could happen, but apparently people enjoyed it. For those who have listened to the our, our first ever live show test, um, I think you know Nani Monorail is getting a reputation for being an interesting person to listen <laughs> yeah. to. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so you call in for that or listen. Join us. Join us and call us. Yeah. For, on the live show. Yeah. And then the other thing coming up even prior to that, Nick Salcedo will be joining us and. We need you guys to help us pull together a list of questions that you want to ask to a Disney expert, because we're not Disney experts, and Nick is. We have one on the show today, too. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. She tells us all about the great Disney snacks and drinks, specifically in World Showcase. Yes. And we've learned a lot from Allison about that stuff. Oh, she told us about uh, the breakfast at... Trattoria Al Forno. That yeah, one? that sounds good. We need to do that breakfast too. Yeah, I want a Parisian breakfast. I was telling Sam about during food and wine, but that's a secret that other listeners shouldn't know about. Okay, yeah, we'll Don't. talk about that offline. <laughs> Just ignore that Parisian breakfast. But yeah, so if you've got questions that you want to ask to Nick, travel planning questions, please send them to our email Monday Morning Monorail at gmail Put them on our Twitter. I'll start a thread. Or you can call the voicemail and leave a voicemail for Nick. And uh, that'll be a fun episode. Yeah. If you want to find me, I'm out here. She's out here living life. Yeah. Come find me. No, not like that. <laughs> and for the missing Garrett, follow him at Gummy Bear King 2. He would be so happy. He would be. Yeah. You'll make his day. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. I hope you have a magical week. We will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings, and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all.